What's going on, everybody? It's your host, Rob Morris. You listen to the Rims Nest Podcast, episode 45, segment one. All right, so where do I start? Um, the Celtics come up with a big victory against the Los Angeles Lakers, our biggest rival all the way from across the country. As they travel to Boston and get their butts kicked. Oh, man. What a game for Jason Tatum. Um, what a game for Marcus Smart. Schroeder, again, showing that he can't be stopped. They, I mean, he's just electric. He's a blur. Driving in the lane. He's just... Um, dribble, dribble penetration overall by the Celtics was brilliant. Um I remember in the preview, I, I said I was going to start with the college basketball, but I, I got I to gotta switch gears and say um, the Celtics have to leave with this show because they had probably one of their best offensive showings of the entire season. Put up 130 points against, let's face it, the LA Lakers defense is, is pretty, pretty uh Anemic and pretty bad all year long, and it showed again today. They just could not stop, you know, Celtics from getting in the paint the entire game. Um, if they weren't going getting it in transition, they were getting it, you know, just when straight line drives from Tatum or even Schroeder, and nothing really crazy. Just like especially Schroeder all night, Schroeder was getting himself to the rim and I know Schroeder is one of the quickest guys in the NBA to, and really tough to contain so like he does it to pretty much everyone in the NBA right now but it was it was pretty bad how consistently Schroeder was able to get to the rim even smart I mean he, uh, I was watching the game on uh, Comcast Sportsnet and they were pointing out that Smart had maybe about, um, he might have had only like two threes, and the rest of his points were drives. And at the time, he had like 17 points at that time when they pointed it out in the late in the third quarter. Um, just a brilliant performance by the Celtics. I thought Tatum really was engaged out there. He really, really wanted to win this game. I mean, he was he, he had one drive where he was on Westbrook on a switch, and he just flat out blew by him, and that's one of the one of the top defenders in the NBA. Like Westbrook is an elite defender in the NBA, and he just blew by him. Was able to use his you know good body control and positioning to be able to just clear him out to get himself a good opportunity to finish um, the layup, and. It's just a it's just a great showing, man. Like they're definitely they definitely are in a different zone now than they normally were. Um, dating back from previous seasons, this is a good mix. This is a good this is a good um, mix of players, and I like to see what will happen when Jalen Brown comes back. Um, and obviously Rob Williams coming back. I mean, they're expected to probably come back uh, tomorrow as it's a back-to-back. It's a home-and-home back-to-back. 
as they face off against OKC tomorrow. So we'll have to see how that goes, you know, how it all fit. I have some ideas. I was pretty much thinking of some ideas while I was watching the game, and I just th- I just think the way Schroeder is playing right now, why would you put him on the bench? I just think Schroeder gives you so much of a dynamic that you need him to have need him to really kind of set the tone early on in games with his drives and his distributing, even his distributing, his pick and pops with Horford, his pick and rolls with Horford. I mean, he's a very good passer, very good distributor. He's, he's definitely going to be the breakdown defenses on, on, on just his drives alone. You know, he can drive and kick it out to the shooters, whether it's Tatum, whether it's smart, whether it's Jalen Brown, when he comes back, I mean, I think he would be a great addition to the starting lineup. I just think, why would you, with with the momentum that he's playing, the energy that he's bringing out with this team, put him on the bench? I just think that would be a bad idea. I know you'd be a small team. I know um, Adoka wants to play a big lineup with with Horford and and Rob Williams and, and Tatum, but I just think you'll cause a lot of a lot of uh, You'll, you'll have defenses scrambling out there because you have a, a you have a lot of shooting out there and you have a lot of uh, dribble penetration out there with Jalen Brown, Tatum, and Schroeder, and even Smart can drive to the rim as well. So you got four guys that can drive and kick, uh, four guys that can can break down a defense. Like you're gonna need that type of offensive firepower. Um, to compete against the elite elites in the NBA. So I mean that can give them a chance where they can kind of have a strong start offensively because they it will be times that the offense will bog down. That's just how it is. It's a long season. You're not going to be perfect on the offensive end. But, like, if you can get easier buckets, that's half the battle. And that lineup will be a devastating lineup to defend when you have the speed and quickness of – and even Tate. I, I thought Tatum had a burst to him today. I don't – I mean, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think of Tatum as a as an athletic guy coming out, but his first step was electric tonight. I, I mean, he was getting by LeBron, he was getting by Westbrook. I mean, AD switched on him. He was getting by AD. It was it was impressive what they did tonight. Um, I, I was very very impressed. Um. We might get into it later on in the show, a little bit more details about tonight's game. And obviously, kind of just go back to how last week, well, not last week, but this week, how, you know, they did lose to the Hawks. I mean, and sometimes, what I've noticed about Celtics sometimes, the game before a big game, they tend to kind of, they kind of, they kind of waver in a game like that because they're fo- more focused on the Lakers, how big up a game that was. To be at their home crowd and be with a face-off against LeBron and all and Westbrook and AD Anthony Davis, that's gonna really, you know, you're not gonna be as focused the, of that game. The game before, that's why they always say is a uh, game before a big game is a trap game. The Atlanta Hawks game was a trap game. You're on the road. You're in Atlanta. Uh, you're facing against Trey Young and a bunch of shooters. You know, in Atlanta. You may not be 100% focused because you got a big game, maybe probably the biggest game of the season against the Lakers in your home crowd. You're going to want to 
you know, save yourself or preserve yourself for that game. It's, it's only human nature. So, I mean, I can understand why they would kind of have a letdown in that game. And it showed in the way they played today how focused and engaged they were in this game. And like I said, I've seen it from teams in the past, Celtics teams in the past, where, like, they were more engaged in a bigger game. And then maybe the game before that, they may not be as engaged because they're so up for the next game that they're playing against, whether it's a nationally televised game against a big opponent. So, yeah, so once again, I'm just, I'm very, very impressed. They definitely set the tone on how this team could possibly be, like, far as, like, their makeup and, and, um, what what they could really bring to the NBA and it, it it can be pretty scary. You got Tatum playing the way he played tonight, and the way Schroeder can play, and the way what Jalen Brown we all know is what he's capable of. So, and they look very quick. They look very athletic. Yeah, man, they just they looked very impressive tonight. All right, we're gonna take a break. We're going to get to the uh, the next segment where we pretty much will talk about a lot of college basketball. Um, we got the URI playing great basketball. They just beat BC the other night. Providence able to beat Wisconsin the other night. Uh, it was I believe it was on Monday. And plus, how about the strong start by the Brown Bears? They're surprising people. They played very well against North Carolina the other night, last week. It was last Friday, I think. Um, they got some skilled players that are, are that might have a chance to win the Ivy this year, which the Ivy League is, is pretty pretty deep this year with uh, up top with Harvard and Yale. But Brown is definitely uh, no slouch either. So we're going to get into all those details with those teams. Uh, we're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. Listen to the Rims and Nets podcast. Your host, Rob Mars. Right back. 